When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. I play rough when I need to. <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. <laughs> I need to grow up. Hand them these lines. Okay, now we're going to shoot it this way, and now you just say, <laughs> like that, I, I play rough, rough when I need to. That was a promo, right? That wasn't something you actually said. Oh, no, he said it. No, but I'm saying, Key, that wasn't something that came up in conversation. They handed you a script that said, I play rough when I need to. Man, I don't remember. That thing was so long ago, dog. I (laughs) don't even want to sit up here and lie to you (laughs) and tell you it was yesterday. I couldn't remember. I I play rough when I need to. But I also know the difference between Key's Key's promo voice and his normal speaking voice. It was legendary. That was, yeah. Yeah, that was. I was trying to. That was Key's Dave Chappelle anchor voice. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get to the people, you know. Yeah, you got yeah. a, a certain people you need to touch. Yeah, I was people. trying to touch those people because hmm. I could have just said, "Yo, yo, man, I play rough," and they would have been like, "Ah, oh, well, non-threatening, non-threatening." <laughs> yeah, you want to yeah. be yes. Look at me. Certain, certain people they put. He's wearing Brooks together. He's one of us, including size. <laughs> if you're over six foot four, it's like now you have to be really non-threatening. All right. Yes. Yeah, you have to drive what I drive, and yeah, you look at a certain wave and right. Key, they measured him up. You know the neighbors in the combine. They said, oh, wait, he really is. You know the neighborhood wave, Jay. The neighborhood wave. Nancy. I'll see you You put up Everin Blitz. And it's always got to be, you got to have your hand right now. You can't be like, you got to be, everything's got to be nice and non threatening, Max. Yes. Right. As I said, in NFL, they actually measure you (laughs) You up at the combine, all the things. They saw Key, like, if he's 6'2. Maybe hey, no yeah. six four. Get him a Prius. Yeah, if we put him in a Prius, yeah, yeah. We don't get out of the Prius. No, no, stay in the Prius. I need you to stay in the Prius <laughs> with the Queen of England wave. You'll be fine. Yes, oh, talk about God. Carrera Marble. <laughs> NFL off season grades pass, fail, or incomplete. This is Keyshawn J. Willemax coming to you live from the Seaport. Brought to you by Grey Goose Shannon. Take it away. All right, here we go. Pass, fail, or incomplete. We'll start with the AFC key. The first team up. The New York Jets, right? They signed Alan Lazard to a four-year deal. They re-signed their linebacker, Quincy Williams. They traded for safety Chuck Clark from the Ravens. But they did lose backup quarterback Mike White. So, key, for the New York Jets, pass, fail, or incomplete? I think it's a pass grade, no question about it. Alan Lazard and Chuck Clark coming over. Nathaniel Hackett is the key ingredient to bringing Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets. And I'm assuming Aaron Rodgers is going there. So, if you put him on there and replace it, Mike White, how could you not give him a pass grade? Yeah, because he's not on there yet. That's why they're incomplete. He's not on there yet. You can tell me that the deal is done. I've seen many situations where, oh, that deal's done, and then the deal doesn't get done. I'm like, oh, I I thought it was done. So my thing is, until they get Aaron Rodgers, all this stuff is great. But even if they have all these pieces, good luck with Zach Wilson. So for me, it's incomplete until they get Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to assume they got Rodgers, and I'll say pass easily because – you know, the, why do they let Mike White walk? Because 
They have Zach Wilson under contract. And Zach Wilson's whole thing about, I'm going to make some, such such a living hell. Aaron Rodgers is like his idol, man. He's going to be fine. If anything, well, that was before he knew Aaron Rodgers was coming. coming back. <laughs> yeah, but you know what, Key? It's not like Zach Wilson got a leg to stand on. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but he knows when he what was, it is. But when he was talking that noise, he was thinking, eh, Jimmy G, baby, right. you know. Right. But, but I'm saying this makes it easier, though. Because you, know you can accept, like, what are you going to really say about it? It's Aaron Rodgers. You know what the problem with assuming is, Max? You make an ass out of you and me when you assume. Don't That's assume. true. Sound like my Take you right away around that one, though. Go ahead, Doug, Shannon. All right, the next team, the Denver Broncos. They hired Sean Payton as their head coach. Uh, they signed defensive lineman Zach Allen to a three-year deal. They also went out and signed Samaje Ryan, the running back, to a two-year deal. Also, offensive lineman Ben Powers. They signed him to a four-year deal. Key, Denver Broncos, pass, fail, or incomplete this offseason? I think it's a pass. They bring in Sean Payton. That's certainly an upgrade from Nathaniel Hackett. Samaje Piran replacing uh, Mike Moon and Chase Edmonds at the running back position, Zach Allen on the defensive line. So when you start to look at this team, they upgrading on the offensive line as well. What did Sean Payton say to us when he was on our show when he first got hired by the Denver Broncos? They want to run the football, establish the physicality up front, and then allow Russell Wilson to be a part of the passing game, much like he was in his early success with the Seattle Seahawks. Somewhat Sean Payton taking a page from Pete Carroll. Yeah, I'll go pass here with Key. I, I just find it <laughs> so ironic that Russ, throughout his time with Seattle, wanted it to be more of a pass-heavy offense, even though Pete wanted to run the ball more and rely on their defense. And now going to the Denver Broncos, the pass-heavy offense has failed. It hasn't really worked out. And now with Sean Payton, they're reverting back to the same thing that Russ is trying to get away from, which is a run-heavy offense and a defense. Careful what you wish for, right? Easily a pass. I think this is the biggest move of the offseason, including Rodgers to the Jets when that happens. Um, understand the ripple effect of this move. So they get Russell Wilson. They trade the farm for him. They give him a big contract. And the way he played this year, that might have gone down as the worst trade, certainly since the Herschel Walker trade, right? Like, but it, maybe ever. Now they bring in a guy that's going to save the day. Like, you will at least compete now. And, and the fact that they dug themselves so deep and now may really have a way out of it to make the best of it, I think it's the best move of the entire offseason. All right, moving on. Looking at the Miami Dolphins. They picked up the fifth-year contract option on Tua. They traded for uh, Jalen Ramsey. They signed Mike White, who we mentioned earlier. Key, mm. pass, fail, or incomplete for the Miami Dolphins? I think it is certainly a, uh, a pass for them. You know, when you look at they're picking up Jalen Ramsey, you put him alongside Xavier Howard. You got two of the best cornerbacks in the National Football League. If they can get back to form from a couple years ago together, they'll be the best two duel in the National Football League. Vic Fangio coming over as the defensive coordinator certainly helps out the situation in a big way. He likes to play a lot of man-to-man on the defensive side. They bring up David Long Jr. from the Rams. So they've got some familiarity back there. They just got to keep Tua healthy. We already know what the offense is all about. Just keep him healthy, and they're certainly in a passing situation. Yeah, I say pass. I like VC as a DC. That just rhymed and just happened naturally. Uh, And also Jalen Ramsey with Howard. I, I like that combination. I, I like this pass-heavy offense as well. And I do like the addition of Mike White, And considering what has happened with Tua before. I do think Mike White is a serviceable quarterback in the NFL. I also give it a pass, and also easily a pass. Like, I wish there were grades because these would – so far all the teams get good grades. Um, B, you B get plus. A, at least, because it depends what Ramsey 
really has left. And even if he's coming off a bad season, as Key says, there's no reason or there, you know, there, there's reason to believe you can have a very good season, especially across from another very good corner. Um, they bring in they right they bring in real depth at the quarterback position, a guy who can play in the NFL. I think they did a good job. By the way, uh, we're playing NFL offseason grades, pass, fail, incomplete here on KJM ESPN Radio. Shannon, let's go. Progressive Insurance. All right, Key, the Las Vegas Raiders, they signed Jimmy G to a three-year deal. Uh, Josh Jacobs received a non-exclusive franchise tag. They signed Jacoby Myers to a three-year deal. But they let uh, Derek Carr go, and they also traded Darren Waller to the Giants. Las Vegas Raiders, pass, fail, or incomplete this offseason? It's an incomplete so far. I got to see in the draft in the second and third wave of free agency when you look at Jimmy Garoppolo coming over, OJ Howard coming over, Jacoby Myers. It's be interesting to see what type of slot receiver sets with Jacoby Myers along with Renfro. They let Darren Waller get away, which was your big tight end. The Giants certainly jumped all over that because guess what? Tight ends are quarterback friendly for for quarterbacks. That's why you see the best quarterbacks with the best tight ends. I don't know what the I don't know what the Raiders were thinking. They didn't upgrade on the defensive side. They picked up a safety. But that's pretty much it. So it's incomplete for now. I'll go fail. <laughs> I mean, I respect Jimmy G. He doesn't feel different to me than Derek Carr does. I mean, even Jacoby Myers doesn't wow me, like as a number two to addition to Devontae Adams. And then I think losing Darren Waller, just he was a huge red zone target, man. Yeah. This dude was special. Um, I think there's a lot of challenges there with the Raiders. I think it feels more like a rebuild situation than a team that's going to contend in the AFC. Yeah, I don't I don't dislike it, though. I'm going to pass them. Like, yes, Darren Waller is good to keep, especially if you think you're going to compete for a Super Bowl. I don't see the Raiders that way. But I do see them getting a quarterback in Jimmy G, who you might like Derek Carr more. I don't know. In a playoff game, I'd take Jimmy G. But beyond that, he's a lot cheaper. Like, for more or less the same tier of quarterback, you just saved some money. You signed a nice little receiver. You signed a, you signed a, a, a tight end with upside maybe still. You, like, I, I, it's, it's okay. Like, I'm not going to fail. OJ Howard, yeah. But, I mean, so you're giving them a pass for being marginal? Well, I mean, they, if anything, man. I think they put themselves in a better so what, position what going would forward. Com- yeah. What would complete it for you, Key? Let's see what they do with the draft because we're talking about the offseason. Uh-huh. And let's see the second and third wave of free agency because there's going to be some yeah, low hanging fruit. Yep. There's going to be some low hanging fruit out there, Jay. Okay. That we're not thinking about guys that you know, like for instance, Zeke Elliott is still available, right? That may be a guy. I'm just saying. Yeah. I there's agree. a guy and a name that that's going to come about. There's a second and third wave. Then you got the trades come draft time. It's the off season, so I don't want to give them a grade because they still need to do something. They still need to do something on the defensive side of the ball to sure things up. They ain't about to beat the Chiefs and the Bengals, but I think they're taking st- – I, I, you know what, Key, I'll change mine to incomplete. I agree. I agree. Let's see how this plays out, but I don't think it's a failure. I'm keeping it as a failure. Well, you know, I think they passed. This is the reason they passed because Jimmy G – no. Max, you want to change back to <laughs> – <laughs> All right, guys, one more team here on the list looking at pass, fail, or incomplete NFL offseason grades for the AFC teams. Key, the Baltimore Ravens. Fail. All right, cool. Now, Baltimore Ravens, uh, Lamar Jackson received a non-exclusive franchise tag. They re-signed Justice Hill. They, um, uh, their offensive guard, Ben uh, Power, signed with the Broncos. They traded away Chuck Clark. Uh, they lost tight end Josh Oliver to the Vikings. Pass, fail, or incomplete where for the, the Baltimore where Ravens. Where's the positive news in that show? It, it, it's, it's a fail. And it all starts with Lamar Jackson. Not being able to get a, 
deal done with their franchise quarterback. Non-exclusive tag is cute and pretty. Now, all of a sudden, you're starting to hear people like the New England Patriots are sniffing around. The Tennessee Titans are sniffing around. They don't have any loyalty to the National Football League and the other owners. They're just trying to win football games. Bill Belichick doesn't care. So be careful what you wish for when it becomes the Baltimore Ravens and, and you look at the situation. They didn't go out there and find any receivers for him. They didn't upgrade any of the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, they got an offensive coordinator, but that's pretty much it right now they're in a failed situation as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm saying fail too. Look, whenever your negotiations are public with a superstar quarterback who is worth the money when it's all said and done, and I know whatever you want to call it, collusion with the, all the owners not to pay him 230 plus million guaranteed, uh, but it's just it's not panning out well overall for the Ravens. I'll give it an incomplete because I want to see what all happens. If they wind up getting Lamar, especially on a cheaper contract than I thought it would take, and they do well in the draft, et cetera. You know, like, I, I just don't have enough information yet. I have a theory about, which I will get into a little bit later, about maybe if it's not collusion, which is a very good chance it is, but if it's not, maybe what, what's going on here. All right, look, that was the AFC offseason grades, pass, fail, and complete. We're going to do the NFC in about an hour. Meantime, could the Jets back it? out? I thought there was more teams than that in the AFC. Of an Aaron Rodgers deal? These are the interesting ones. Could the Jets back out of an Aaron Rodgers deal if the asking price got too high? Do they have options? KJM. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Do you envision yourself playing multiple years with the Jets, or is it just a one-year type thing? If I'm Green Bay and I'm sitting around, you offer me a third or a contingent or a fifth, and if they have no leverage, that's all you should offer. If you're offering me that, I'm telling you to go to hell. If the Jets don't get Aaron Rodgers... Who are they turning to right now? Be adults, settle it clearly, keep the kids in mind, and move on. Sean J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance and joined now by the one and only Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter extraordinaire. Let me see. Uh, Jeff, are we going to see him with the palm trees and everything in the background? He likes to no palm trees are you, coming, are you coming straight from 11, Jeff? You just have to hear. Yeah, I'm driving them from 11. <laughs> I couldn't get, couldn't get on TV. I, I hope not. 
<laughs> you drive home from hey, 11, I'm, I'm afraid. Well, because then I would wish, be. A, why would you wish such pleasures on seven, me? Seven, well, seven, I would wish pleasures hey, on me. Hey, Jeff, I would be afraid of what you might say. That's why I'm, <laughs> well, I, I would say, hope not. 7 a.m. is early. I mean, you got, it's, it's still going, Key. It's I've never going. been. Unfortunately, never been. those days are, are past. Instead, I'm just trying to not wake up my listening kid. to that. Hey, uh, <laughs> Jeff, where do we stand? Where, where are the Packers and the Jets on this whole Rodgers thing right now? Same spot, man. And, I, I mean, I really do think that this this could last a little bit. You know, the only real deadline that we have right now that any of us can foresee is the NFL draft. I mean, that's when these picks get spent that they're ultimately trying to trade for. So uh, I think if we kind of equate this to any negotiation that any of us have been in, First of all, deadlines are the most important factor. And second, when you look at both sides, you're sitting here saying, okay, I could understand to to some degree why both sides are digging in just a touch. Ultimately, I think there's probably a better case to be made for why the Jets will ultimately surrender what they need to give up. But but you can understand why they're just not going to simply lay down and do that. Uh, Look, it's going to get done. And I think that closer to the draft, that'll happen. But for right now, quite honestly, I know we're looking for urgency. I know we're looking for, for action. But there's not that much going on in the NFL right now. Even if, even if Aaron Rodgers does get traded immediately, outside of a press conference, Rodgers isn't doing much to get himself acclimated to the team. They can start doing that stuff behind the scenes if they really need to. Jeff, why, okay, so you say they're going to get it done. It's going to take some time, right? We, we kind of – I think we all agree that it's going to get done. But then you also mm-hmm. say at the same time, right, the Jets are going to have to pretty much give in, give in at some point in time yeah. To, yeah. to to be able to acquire his services. But why why do they have to give in when Aaron Rodgers is, is 50, what, $58 million against the cap for a team that does not want him anymore? Like what what's the sense of urgency for the Jets to get it done during the draft? So I get that side of it, but I also kind of look at it. I, I, I think you make a point, but at the same time, to, to me, I don't want to call it a misstep because maybe there was strategy behind it too. But Aaron essentially coming out and saying, I'm playing for the Jets. Um, I mean, I, I personally kind of raised my eyebrows when Adam Schefter came out the next day and said, you know, the Green Bay Packers look at this and say that Aaron Rodgers said it himself. He's the greatest player in franchise history, and he plans to play for the Jets. So why would we not get as much as we possibly can for the greatest player in franchise history? Uh, you know, to me, I, because he's I, again, 50. I don't. I, I, but uh, look, I'm not saying it was a misstep, but I'm just saying that announcing that you're going to mm-hmm. buy the car <laughs> that you want in the dealership and you're not going to any other dealership sort of hurts your leverage when you go up to the car salesman and say, "Okay, I'm ready to negotiate." Wait, whose leverage does it hurt? I think it hurts Aaron Rodgers' leverage to get out of Green Bay. Jeff, Green Bay can really say, yes. yeah, wait, 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 Jeff, this, Jeff, this is why I wanted to dig into because the first thing yeah. I said to Kia Max was like, I'm like, hey, okay. Like, I think it should Aaron Rodgers should be worth more than what he's projected to if I were the Green Bay Packers. I feel like I have the leverage now. What, what are the too. chances of you thinking that this deal maybe doesn't get done? No, I mean, it's going to get done because, like you guys are saying too, the Packers have just, you know, the Packers have just as much of a desire to move Aaron. It's like once they get past all the feelings and all the, the BS and, and the fact that they sit there and, like I just said, look at it and say, Aaron Rodgers said he's the greatest player. Of course we need to get. Like, I, I just feel like there's a, too much emotion involved right now. And at some point, 
they're going to all take that out of it, and they're going to say, we all know what we all want. Yes. And Aaron wants to play for the Jets. We don't want Aaron to play for the Packers, and the Jets want Aaron Rodgers to play for us. Just, so I, like, I, I just think ultimately we will get there, but right now all of this is being driven by emotion on every side. Right, Jeff. What's the, mm. Jeff what's the number then, Jeff? What, what are we, what, what's the number? What are we paying for Aaron Rodgers' right. services? You're my general manager, Jeff, and your assistant is Max Kellerman. What am Who's I paying assistant? to acquire Aaron Rodgers? Man, I don't know. I'm not good at that stuff. I, who knows? Uh, these guys all manipulate the cap in ways that'll make it work. No, not know. money. Draft no, means like in draft, ca- conversation draft conversation for the team. You know that conversations happen. I guess is, is the most important point. Like the Jets know what they're going to be paying for Aaron Rodgers. They didn't have that meeting with ownership in California and not talk about dollars. This is no, what no, should no, it be though? Not, not saying, money. Draft, draft compensation to the Packers. Oh, draft picks. Draft picks. <laughs> I don't know that either, man. Well, I'm just a reporter. What, I'm what trying you, to get, have a good time. What do you? What do you hold think? Hold on, hold on, Key. Like, I, I, put it this way: when you, I want to get back to the leverage thing because that has to do with what you're asking, Key. I think Jeff. It seems to me that when Rogers says. I only want to go to the Jets. It doesn't hurt his leverage. It hurts the Packers' leverage because no other suitors will be there, thereby driving down what they can extract for him, which is good for Rodgers because he wants to be yeah, on a team a with more resources. But my, my main point is this, Jeff, and I want to bounce this off you. All parties yeah. involved have a little leverage, which is to say no one really does. Right. It's going to be a fair deal. What's a fair deal if one side out negotiates by another? Maybe we're talking about an extra fifth-round pick one way That's or another. That's where I, I – I think that's, that's a great point, Max, and I think that's where I'm getting at here. I, I think we can all make good cases for who has the leverage and when and how this should all get done. But ultimately, any negotiation like that comes down to the, back to the middle, and that's probably what will happen. Do I think this is going to be two first-round picks? Because, hey, Lamar Jackson's going to get that with the non-exclusive if someone comes for him. No, I don't. Um, I, he's, he's a 39-year-old quarterback. It's very different than other quarterbacks. He's not Tom Brady. People equate it to Tom Brady. Tom Brady was a free agent. And by the way, he would have loved to have gotten out of the uh, Patriots a year before, but he fulfilled his contract and he got that freedom to do what he wanted. Aaron Rodgers does not have that freedom. So if the Jets do have to pay a little bit more to do it, maybe they should just go ahead and step up and say, you know what, Aaron Rodgers is not a free agent. It's time for us to just pay, pay the tax, even if it's not, to your point, an extra first-round pick. Maybe it's another second or a third whatever it is though as long as it's not egregious i think that the tax will have to be paid jeff real quick jeff before we let you go obj after his workout what's the story with him he, I, look it's going to come back to him getting his pick from from uh, what i've understood behind the scenes like he's not trying to be greedy here that he's going to take a, a reasonable fair deal um i would say probably upwards of five but not like i don't think it's going to be double digits but he'll wind up with a team that that he wants to be on and again it's one of those things where he's probably smart to wait it out you see a lot of these running backs right now ezekiel Elliott, leonard fournette those veteran kind of guys teams do want them still just because they don't sign right immediately doesn't mean the teams don't want them it just means that maybe they want to feel out the draft to see if they get Mm -hmm. more affordable players but eventually those guys are going to wind up on good teams probably trying to make a championship run. ESPN right. NFL reporter Jeff Darlington. Ladies See and you gentlemen. at Prime 112 later, Jeff. All right, Jeff. <laughs> My man. That corner <laughs> table, baby. You know how we do it. That's right. Thanks, Jeff. All right, boys. Thank hey, you. Uh, 
Basketball Hall of Fame coach Tom Izzo joins us to discuss his Michigan State Spartans advancing to the Sweet 16, holding it down for the Big Ten. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Tom Izzo, Michigan State's head basketball coach. He takes on my USC Trojans in the first round. I'm going to give him congratulations on that loss in an early retirement after we (laughs) smack him real quick in the first round, Coach Izzo. We'll have our work cut out for us, but I guess me and you almost have to put a steak dinner on it, Yeah, we can do that for sure. Absolutely. The Spartans close out the Trojans 72-62. Did that go the way you thought it was going to go? That sound courtesy Westwood One NCAA Radio Network, and we are joined now by one of the star coaches in all of college basketball, Michigan State head coach Tom Izzo. Morning, coach. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good, coach. I was talking about pre-game prep talk. That's what I was all talking about. Not, not, not the real game. Just Tom, a little that sounds like a great talk. steak dinner that Key's going to owe you mm. now. I, I, I look forward to Where that. Where do you plan on going? Well, I'm taking, uh, you know, I'm going to take my wife with too because I know he makes enough money. So we're, I just want the the best pizza place. We don't need the steaks. I'm a, you know, I'm kind of a pizza guy. So we'll go to a pizza place, save you a little money. All right. We're all with that. Nice and pizza. (laughs) Tom, congratulations on your win against Marquette and being into the Sweet 16. And um, I I, I do want to ask you, uh, after the game, you seemed extremely emotional. Could you could you take us back to that moment and kind of describe to us what emotions were going through your mind? Well, you know, as you know, there's been a lot of things going on here. We've had injuries all year. We had some things. We had the tragedy. And, you know, just uh, when you've been in the place a long time, I talked to your old coach, Coach K, and, uh, you know, when, you, when you've been in a place a long time, you really have ownership in the place. It's not like you just renting a spot like a lot of times happens and um i don't know i don't know what happened i'm happy for our guys you know and uh you know you and i have talked it's not our most talented team and yet uh some guys that have stuck around haven't left and 
you know, and uh, now they're kind of coming into their own, how good we are. Sometimes I don't know. We're a little up and down, but I know this. We're uh, we're playing some of our best basketball here in the last three weeks, and hopefully we can continue it this weekend. I tell you, Tom, it's Hogard and, and Walker, their, their games have elevated so much. It's so different yeah. than last year yeah. when I called a game. But I was kind of shocked. I was, I was texting uh, Zach Randolph, and I couldn't believe that the last time a big team, a Big Ten team, won a championship was 2000, and that was your squad. Like, what do you take about the, the Big Ten struggles overall in the tournament, and that theme being floated yeah. out there? Yeah, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, we've been there enough times. We've been there six other times. Just couldn't, couldn't find a way to to win it. There's been. I think three times we had multiple teams in the, in the uh, Final Four when I was there. We had Ohio State, we had Wisconsin, Illinois once. So, you know, sometimes we had two there. And uh, as you know, the, the tournament's about matchups. And I think this year uh, the, the sad part is I thought Purdue was awfully good. But I think we beat the daylights out of each other during the year. And there were a lot of bad seeds. I mean, we had a one of four, and then everybody else was a – seven, eight, nine, ten seed. And when you do that, you're going to play the best people early. And and I don't know. I guess I got a lot of good excuses. But the truth of the matter is we didn't get it done. We're not getting it done, and we got to get it done. So I don't know when that will be. I thought Purdue had a real shot this year. I, I really liked Indiana. But uh, as you see, the basketball world, like you and I talked about early, Jay, is topsy-turvy right now. Yep. Coach, when you look at the way things uh, uh, have gotten to the point in the Sweet 16 and it shook out for many teams that's left, who would you see, obviously Kansas State is in your way right now, but as a collision course goes on, who you see as the, the toughest out of the teams left outside of Michigan State? Well, I'm not sure we're the toughest, but I, I will say this. I thought Duke was playing really well, and and then Tennessee beat them, and Tennessee looked like the most physical team. It looked like uh, back when I had Cleves and Randolph. You know, it was a it was a football game on hardwood. You know, and that game was as physical as I've seen. I I think we played Alabama early in the year. We played Tennessee in an exhibition game, so we played them all. And Alabama has proven, you know, they get a lot of credit for their three point shooting. And but you know, they are one of the best defensive teams in the country. And so I think. Uh, you still got to give them that. They can beat you both ways. And the Miller kid is maybe the best player in the country or one of. And, you know, and I, I wouldn't count out the UCLA's and Gonzaga's. I mean, Gonzaga just gets it done with Timmy. And UCLA, I, I think he's a hell of a coach. And they might be the toughest with uh, the forward they got out there. We played them two years ago. They beat us to go to a Final Four and uh, on that year. And so uh, – God, I got a lot of good memories of teams that have beaten us. So sooner or later, maybe we can beat somebody. 2000 National Champion Basketball Hall of Famer, Michigan State Head Coach Tom Izzo joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Tom, you and I have talked about this, and I've talked about this openly with the guys. There is no way in hell I am the man I am today at 41 years old unless I was challenged multiple times my freshman year and my sophomore year. And one of the biggest issues I have with our sport is the lack of accountability that sometimes these young men and women have due to the transfer portal. And one of the stats that people don't talk about is when 30% of people who enter the transfer portal don't even play basketball the following year. 
because everybody yeah. thinks they're going to be the guy. How difficult, and even some of the teams that we have left in the tournament, Tom, they're older teams, teams that have been through adversity, um, young people who have risen to the challenge and accepted the challenge that the coaches have provided. And coaches like you and Dan Hurley, how difficult do you think it is to actually coach young people these days and actually put a strategy that allows them to be successful overall? Well, two of you guys, no insult, Max, but two of you guys have been to the top level. And, uh, you know, I, I think you know what it takes. And, I mean, there's different coaches. Dan Hurley's a great example. I didn't count UConn. We almost played them early in the year. We played them last year. I think he's one of the up-and-coming great young coaches, as I do Shaka Smart. I think some of those guys. But those are high-intensity guys. It's almost illegal now. <laughs> you know, I, I, I do worry. I mean, we all have to adjust to the times. It's it's not the 80s, it's not the 2000s, but I do think we're taking a dangerous trip, meaning accountability is accountability, you know. And I once, when I looked at an NBA job, I asked Magic, I said, could I coach in the pros? He says, hell yeah. And I said, well, you know, you, know, you have to adjust your style, this and that, true. But he said, the great players want to be coached. The great players want to be held accountable. You two were great players. I'm, I'm sure you went through a lot. And I do worry now that... Uh, Hey, Jay Will, go to class. Uh, thanks, Coach, but I think I'll transfer to, you know. Hey, hey, Jay Will, shoot some free throws. Hey, Keyshawn, would you run a few more patterns? I think I'll go over here and change. It is getting sad, and if you think it's not that crazy, you're wrong. It is getting that crazy, and it's because they got so many people in their ear, agents and guys that help them transfer, and AU guys. And I worry for the kids. I've said that to you, Jay, a hundred times. I'm going to survive. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm going to make it. I'm going to survive it. But are the kids that only get maybe one or two shots in life? Gonna... And I'm not saying every place is for everybody, and there's not a reason to transfer sometime. But this epidemic we have is uh, just lacks accountability. You never go through tough times. What's going to happen the next 70 years of their life? And, you know, Tom, yeah, we always coach. talk about the star player, Tom, but like, how about, like, the, the marginal guys that are getting these NIL deals that think they're better than what they actually are? Like, it, that's, oh, that, oh, that's the part sure. that's so discouraging about it. You're like, well, hold on, you're a two-star. I know that you got a $100,000 NIL deal, but let, let's not act like we're a five-star here. Well, I know this. You two guys would have made a lot of money today, you know, but it still probably wasn't even close to the money you made in your professional sports and what you've done. And, and I think, Jay, you said it best, you know, would you be like you are at 41? What's going to happen when the ball quits bouncing? As we know, only 1% of these guys in football and basketball make it to where you guys made it. So what happens to them when all of a sudden they, they don't get $100 for uh, signing a cameo thing? or You know, because it's going to happen. And as you say, some of these guys uh, are living in Disneyland right now, and the real world's going to smack them. And I, that's who I feel bad for, because we've created some of the problem. It's not the kids. They're going to, hey, you guys would do what you could do. I would have done what I could do. It's not them. It's the adults in the, in the room that I think are screwing this up personally. So have at me. <laughs> yeah, Coach, I wouldn't have had to worry about transferring or NIL or anything because I would have came to play for you. I would have been a lottery pick, top five, one and done. It would have been over with, and then I would have been able to pay my I bet off it. with no problem at all. So, you know, I wouldn't have to, wor- I wouldn't you know, have to worry is- about transferring. Well, there is truth to what you're saying on, you know, we have such short-range goals. And, and let's face it, guys, I mean, some of the guys I've recruited from Flint, 
uh, and Detroit. The reason I recruited them is they were hungry to get out of there. They were motivated to do things. If now you, I mean, guys get a little softer. I mean, hey, hey, listen, I came from pretty much dirt poor. I'm sure you guys were in the same boat or similar. And uh, that is a motivating factor if all of a sudden you're given things at 17, 18, 19. Um, you get a little screwed up, man. I mean, I got screwed up at 40 and 50, so I, I had to recalibrate. But uh, that's the things that is going to be so difficult for these kids. And hopefully they'll, they'll find a happy medium and we'll get some, uh, some reality back in this whole deal. As much as things have changed, one thing remains the same. Tom Izzo is the head coach at Michigan State. And just like in the 90s, 2000s, 2010s, if he wins two more games, it'll be the same in the 2020s. There will be Michigan State in the Final Four. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate One it. One game at a time, Tom. Guys, luck, thank you, guys, man. I appreciate you guys, Max. Thanks. And you guys take care, man. You take care of all my favorite sports, football, basketball, and even Max with the boxing. Kind of like that, too. So you guys have a good day. Thank all you, right, Coach. Tom, appreciate you. Meantime, See you guys. Great Tom Izzo. Boy, some things stay the He's same, the huh? Kyrie appears to not take Dylan Brooks's jersey after Dylan Brooks took his what in a post game what was it looked like it was going to be a swap but was it KJM ESPN Radio Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN <laughs> Radio. So, guys, Dylan Brooks and Kyrie after the game. Looks like it's going to be a jersey swap. Dylan Brooks gives Kyrie his jersey, and when it comes time for Kyrie, what did, what did Kyrie do, Jay? He said, no, nah, I'll pass. He Woo. didn't take Dylan Brooks' jersey. Dylan, I love Dylan Brooks' confidence key. You know, like uh, sometimes like uh, overly confident. We swear like, he, like he's a superstar in the league. Like Kyrie's going to want his jersey. Kyrie's, Kyrie's going to like, hang it right next to between Kobe and, and LeBron. Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dylan man, Brooks yeah, tried, that. though, Key. He took the whole joint off. He took it off, and Kyrie just kept moving. He was like, uh, that's because uh-huh. you, you view yourself differently. And when you view yourself differently, you make the wrong move and you think, okay, everybody rocking with me. I play in the NBA. It's like, yeah, but when you exchange jerseys, usually that person you're exchanging with 
is on the same level or above you. You know, in 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 this case, Kyrie is way above him. So Kyrie Too many like, levels. No, I don't I don't I'm like, no, I'm good because I don't have room for your jersey anywhere in my house. But you think the best this might show you think Clay might refer to this once or twice before the end of the season? It's the ultimate sign of disrespect though, because if anything, even if I don't even but, 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 but <laughs> I'm not but, saying like, it. I, you don't. Here, here's what I would, here's what I'm gonna say here, to you, here, Jay. What here's what I'm gonna say. You don't here, need. You don't need to tell me to let you go because I was just shaking my head. I'm not gonna say anything because you got this one. I'm not touching it. it no, I'm but gonna, like my <laughs> thing is that as a competitor though, I, I love this because that is disrespect, right? Regardless of whether you want to look at it that way or not, because I can always if Max Kellerman took off his jersey and I'm taking off mine. And he's having me. I can always take his jersey. I don't need to hang it up. I can throw that thing right in the trash on my way out of the gym. You're gonna have it framed, is what you're I gonna go right do. in the trash. So there right we go. Framed. And then, oh, and then when and then when MTV Cribs come over and they do the backdrop, oh, and Max Jersey ain't hanging. That. Ain't nobody following that. What do you mean? Ain't nobody following that. Ain't nobody gonna be like, oh, where's Dylan Brooks jersey in your house? He handed you a jersey. You, Jay, he's <laughs> an interior designer. He oh, planned on like, featuring it in his know. design show. You would know. Key. Key has a design <laughs> show on TV. He's gonna feature Kyrie. Uh, Look, but you know uh, what I'm saying? You know Key, Kyrie you can still take the, the jersey. No, but I'm not. But first of all, I'm not swapping with somebody. I'm not swapping with somebody that I know is not gonna accept my jersey, though. Like, you should know. You should have a better pulse on who you are. But he didn't know. It, you gotta know, he Jay, because he didn't though. ask for your jersey. You usually, see the video though, Key, he tried, he took it right off. Right? I, I saw, but you know, usually That's a hard watch. You know, usually, Jay, at the end of the game or even before the game. Well, let me get that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get your jersey after the game. We're gonna, and you be like, okay, that's what's up, Key. And then we meet up or cliques. You know what I'm saying? It, it, this, yeah, probably this, Dylan Brooks. Had, already, probably Dylan Brooks is like, yo, let me get your jersey after curse. the game. This, this, but we already had that conversation. Yeah. No, because I ain't never, never asking for another man's jersey before the damn game. Never. I, mean, it, yeah, I would it, never. If you and I were competing, you would never see me with LeBron as a player. Like, yo, Brian, you think after? No. No, no, no. 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 Players that I played with, that I went to school with in college, that I seen for the first time, I let them know, say, after the game, just, but I know them. It's different. I'm not walking up to. Larry Fitzgerald before the game or 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 Peyton Manning before the game asking for nothing. No, you're 100% right. Yeah. You want to hear and what even, Kyrie had to say about it? And even after the game, if we lose, I ain't got nothing to talk to you about. Yes, you want to hear what Kyrie had to say about You've been champing at the bit to get there, yes. I think it would be nice to – Champing. 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 I insist we use a word that doesn't even have meaning anymore because <laughs> once upon a time, 100 years ago, it was correct for some reason. And who said it was right? <laughs> I don't know. The man in the dictionary. Uh, yeah, it's who a woman. is the man? All right, listen. I saw that after the game, Kyrie said. I'll probably get it next time. <laughs> probably next time. Not this time. I was really on to the next thing thought process-wise. <laughs> what? Whatever the next thing was, as long as it wasn't Dylan Brooks' was? jersey, he was on to the next thing. I wonder how many ice chips I'm going to have to ice my knees down. Maybe that's what I was thinking about. <laughs> that makes it worse. I wonder, I wonder what Dylan Brooks feel like, though. Oh, he probably feels great about it. Yo, don't matter what he feel about it because you ain't going to say nothing back to Kyrie. That dude different. You think Clay is going to bring this up? I would. Or Draymond? Super petty, I would. You think if Kyrie, you think if Kyrie if and I, Dre came up to exchange jersey, he'd tell Dre, no, nah, I'm good. I don't want it. If I, were Clay, Clay, I, I, don't I want it. Si- if I were Clay, I would just send my jersey in the FedEx 
to Dylan's house. He'd be like, you can have you can have my jersey. Or no, no, just make Dylan. a big show of exchanging jerseys with Kyrie next time. Yeah, yeah, play. make a like Kyrie, Max say, yeah, Ky- right, yeah, Max. Yeah, yeah. Kyrie's Kyrie taking Clay's yeah, jersey. Yeah, yeah so here you get, make a big yeah. spectacle of it, center court, get the cameras around, just 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 to do that. I, see that that was good, Max. Your pet. You, know, you, you know, you know something about Dylan Brooks though. Is the NBA more or less interesting because he's in it? Oh wait, wait, wait! And the Warriors, is it more or wait, less interesting? And the Warriors play the Mavs tomorrow. Yeah, it's perfect. They play it tomorrow. The timing cannot have been better for Clay to do this. So Clay Andre, Clay Andre changed jerseys with Kyrie. Warriors at Mavs tomorrow at seven thirty p.m. Oh, that's incredible! Perfect. <laughs> Y'all just we up here stirring oh, it so up, petty. Do you oh. think? Do you think? I want a quick yes or no, are, guys. Key. More or less, more or less interesting, the NBA with Dylan Brooks in it. Way more interesting. More interesting. I'll take it all day long. You, like, he is a well-defined character in the NBA now. He's a villain. Yeah. Man. Like, for, for, for better or worse, like, the, the Memphis Grizzlies have become the villains of the NBA. Yeah. As I said, yeah, Clay I, gave him a whole verse. Not one ball gets a verse from Clay Thompson. I don't know that you can be a villain of nothing when you ain't winning nothing. Well, we, we talk about Dylan about Brooks that. a bit on this show, don't we? Yeah, but that's here in the last couple days. How many NBA players no, get we talked talk about? about? Him all the time. Drake talks no. about him all the time. No. Oh. Meantime, 76. This man just spent the whole segment talking to Dylan Brooks. You deny it? I just job. said the last several days. Are you yes. not listening? Well, sometimes yes, sometimes no. 76 well, was double more overtime loss to no, the Bulls. Yes. Exposed a real cause for concern for Philly. Coming up. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.